to help support this podcast and get exclusive bonus content and rewards, make a monthly pledge at patreon.com slash universe box. And, and remember, remember to, to think, think outside. outside. I have a question for you for once. Do you love me? If you tell me you don't love me, I will let you go. I loved you. from Storybrooke. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Anne-Marie DeSimone. And this is a picture from Up Inside Zelina. We also <laughs> talk about ABC's hit series, Once Upon a Time. How you doing, Anne-Marie? I'm great now that you used that line. Can you believe that they uh, had that line on a, on a, on a show? <laughs> I uh, thoroughly enjoyed Hook's reaction. Whoa, mate. Whoa. Hey, 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 hey. Chill out. Hey. Chill out, Let's... dude. Maybe, maybe not use that language. Yes, but we're here <laughs> to talk Once Upon a Time like we always are. I'm so excited. Uh, we're here... Uh, Let's see, what is it? Monday night, uh, 8.30 p.m. EST at live.universebox.com. With our chat, uh, we have some Sage, some Bobby, some Hope, some Angel, some Liz, some Monica, some Sage of Earth. You ready? Amy, Amy. Lots of people. Uh, and we love having you guys over there at live.universebox.com. Also, uh, welcome to anybody who might be uh, catching us on the Alpha, Alpha Geek, Geek Radio, Radio special events feed, uh, where we have an audio uh, stream now. And if you want to... Check that out if you can't make it live for YouTube, which we have a video tonight at a value add. Uh, but um, you can check out the audio stream over at alphageekradio.com, and you can find out all the ways you can do it uh, through your phone, Roku, all that stuff at tunein.alphageekradio.com. But I guess that about does it for the preamble. Uh, oh, <laughs> the and, preamble. Uh, Liz in the chat room says she almost spit out her wine. That's, that's fine. That's fine. That's fair. Don't waste the wine, though. Okay, uh, let, let's go ahead and get started. You want to take us away with our rhyming episode summary? Dark Swan is desperate to break loose her sword. She's swinging an axe to claim her reward. Meanwhile, Arthur and David are lurching towards a magic mushroom after careful researching. Who stole the magic bean from the wel- reliquary? The squire? Who knew the young knave was prone to conspire? Emma tempts Hook with a date that is... Garrulous. Charming gets a new chair in Siege Perilous. Siege Perilous. Rhymes with Garrulous. Did I do it right? <laughs> Close. Oh, I practiced like five times. <laughs> Siege Perilous. Siege Perilous. Siege Perilous. Like, really? Emery, what do you think? I loved this episode. Mm-hmm. Like last week, I think I was like all by myself on an island of I don't care. <laughs> and this week, I'm like, yes! <laughs> and possibly my favorite thing Doctoberfest. Doctoberfest? Doctoberfest. That was pretty solid. That was definitely <laughs> I, pretty solid. The reaction of Charming going, oh, I remember. <laughs> I want I want a flashback to Doctor. There were some regrets that night. There were right. some regrets that oh, night. Also in the chat room they're saying uh is it referencing the line we opened the episode with uh, that was one of the best lines of the night uh from Hope and then Sage of Earth says I missed that line in the episode but I didn't miss it when Bill said it <laughs> and uh Killian's uh look was priceless <laughs> when that nice. that happened. It was a sonogram. It was fantastic. It was a sonogram. I I like that he thought he had mm-hmm. to tell him how to use a phone and Robin goes I know how to use a phone. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, hey, I lived in New York for a month or something. Okay, yeah, well, overall, I really enjoyed the episode, too. I thought it, I thought it was uh, kind of paid off a lot of my theories from last week, which is always good. Uh, You're really good at that. Like, you would think you were, like, an author or something. Possibly. Maybe I am, but I broke the pen. No, but uh, I, we, one of the theories that I brought up last week that kind of bore fruit this week, and a lot of you guys had that had this too, was that Arthur, he's not, he might not be the knight in shining armor we all thought he was. He's not, well, his armor's never been shining. It's always black. Very true. So right there, we should have probably caught on when... Should have guessed it. The One of the heroes shows up in all black. Plus his oh, teeth cool. are way too white. Right, because that's lo- it. Way too big. Right. They're almost comically... <sighs> Oh, oh my. Smarmy MacArthurson. Yeah, but uh, Arthur the villain was kind of introduced in this episode right towards the end. Uh, first of all, like I said, totally saw this coming last week. Yeah. But I want to know, I, and Lancelot referenced this uh, towards the end of the episode. Lancelot. Lancelot. Let's get this quotes for now. But uh, 
I I want to know what makes Arthur a villain in Camelot. Like, obviously, we see him do some really shady some stuff in nice Storybrooke. Things. Yes, uh, that would kind of lend himself to being a villain. But I want to know why he's a villain in Camelot because I don't think his motives are completely pure evil. Like, I mean, I, I know he's shady, but I don't think I think he's shady for the best reason reasons. <laughs> Uh, so maybe basically I, what got me kind of thinking this is, you know, he lands in Storybrooke without any memories, uh, you know, his people displaced. Then he realizes the pe- that the people who brought him there lied to him about their daughter being the dark one. It, all he can remember is that they were like, no, she's, uh, you know, she, we don't have the dark one. You know, there's a savior and there's our daughter, but you know, there, there's no funny business here. And they, they completely lied to him. So from that perspective, uh, our heroes probably seem like the bad guy to Arthur. Possibly, but I'm not actually convinced that he didn't retain memories. I, ca- I could see that too. Like I, was... I, I kind of got the impression that – well, I have one piece of evidence that he doesn't have his memories. Okay. It's that he let Charming take, take the, the mushroom. mushroom. That was my own yeah. – that's my only quibble. Because, it, because if he remembered the mushroom – he wouldn't have let Charming take it because he stole the mushroom from Charming to begin with. Yes, but actually, I think I talk about this later. But it's relevant now. They haven't talked about any of the prophecies. None of them know why they need this mushroom. Mm-hmm. They know they have the mushroom, but until Arthur fills in the fact that Merlin's a tree. Well, the thing is, though, is that they kind of uh, when when they find that page marked in the book. Yeah, uh, Regina. I think it's Regina. It is. is like. Uh, well, we could use this to contact Merlin because it's used to talk, talk between realms and through magic, cur- magical curses and all of that. So I, they, they know that the mushroom can – they still know the mushroom can be used to talk to Merlin. Yeah. They just don't know that Merlin's a tree. Yeah. There was just – there was other things – hold on. I wrote down because uh, Anne-Marie, the land of the quote. <laughs> um I think Arthur has his memories, at least some, they lied to us in Camelot. So he at least remembers a little bit, which is why I think it's so weird that none of them have mentioned the fact that Merlin is a tree. Well, yeah, I guess guess most of their memories kind of uh, break up when they're they're walking walking in. Well, I think they had found it, they had... You know, discussed Regina being the savior. Yeah. All, introduced everybody and no one not introduced anybody as the dark one before that. Right. I don't know. I'm still – I'm not 100 percent convinced. I they're, – they're still up to something. I, I'm just saying, you know, it really got me thinking that, you know, Arthur's shady for sure. Mm-hmm. I, and I mean even in the flashback he was pretty shady with Charming. But I think his main concern lies in protecting his kingdom and his position in it. I, You know, his position as king, which I mean we've seen this entire season so far. Even when he found Excalibur broken, he was like, okay, I'm not going to tell anybody because – I, I don't want my kingdom to be without a king, you know? So I, I think, uh, you know, even though like asking the squire to drink the poison was a little icky, a little, a a little. over the line, especially for modern sensibilities, I honestly think he might have been doing it for the good of his people. And I, I'll, I'll get to my theories about Lancelot in a little bit, but I yeah. think maybe Lancelot might be a little shady too. But, you know, if if not – if Arthur is a villain, mm-hmm. uh, was his plan all along to make Storybrooke the new Camelot, or is he improving this as he goes? I like, think that depends on um, where his memories lie. Mm-hmm. I think that if he has memories, then maybe it was maybe something, whatever happened in Camelot, that we probably won't find out for six more episodes or something. Because mm-hmm. uh, we're slowly <laughs> moving day by day. Day by day. Sorry. Um... Yeah. Then he was like, all right, we got to start over Mm -hmm. and like somehow worked out a deal with Emma because we've yet to see them interact in Storybrooke. Yeah. But they're, they refer to each other, but Mm -hmm. not, I don't know. There's things going on. I don't know what they are, but I want to see. Oh, uh, by the way, uh, Hoops uh, 900 in the chat room. How you doing, Hoops? I just uh, listened to your voicemail a couple minutes ago or at least got it ready for the show. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, yeah, yeah. But it's interesting to see how Arthur is going to go one way or the other for sure. Charming. Charming. I love, love, love everything about Charming in this episode. And I know there are going to be people like spewing venom at me, Mm -hmm. perhaps Viper Venom. But I love the fact that we got so much energy and emotion and action out of him. All like he was, he was protect the child. He was the father doing anything to protect his child in this episode while also discovering who the heck he is mm-hmm. and not settling for basically, as he said, I don't want to be known as the prince who kissed a sleeping princess 30 years ago. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Like, why has it taken so long for you to show all of this? Mm-hmm. 
Um, so that was fun. I like that in Camelot, as soon as he finds out that there is a magic toadstool <laughs> or mushroom or shroom, whatever, that could help. He's out the door before anybody like Snow's like, no, let's just wait. He's like, nah, here's the kid. I'm out of here. I was like, <laughs> okay, proactive because he's just standing around while all the women folk are like searching through books, except mm-hmm. for Emma, which we'll talk about. Like, yeah. I like that he took advantage. Like, he was like, all right, this is a thing I can do. And he takes off. Mm-hmm. However, his outfit looked like the top of the toadstool. Well, he he's probably uh, kind Ford. of antsy. It's been a long time since he's been on. You know, he he's gone on a good questing mission. You know, for sure. Like I it, like, he, he, I mean, he's been uh, sheriffish or at least you know partners with Emma in Storybrooke. But that's not really the same as like fighting evil knights in a swamp right. kind of thing. Which I think the entire like sheriff of Storybrooke anymore. I think it's just somebody who shows up in that office and is. Responsible responsible for actually mm-hmm. locking the door of the jail. Yeah. Because whoever's on the outside of the cell. Yeah, seriously, like there's no petty theft. There's just massive betrayal and dark villains and the such. Like, we don't need somebody to take care of speeders. Like, mm-hmm. let's just move on with that. Um, Storybrook. His quick thinking with the Doctoberfest chalice, I really the horse that. and the car chase, the scooping up the toadstool. That was all fun and exciting. You're turning my volume down because I'm loud and excitable tonight. Um, That's fine. It was really, really fun to watch him climb out the truck window and joust with a two by four. However, his choice of leaving the steering to Arthur was insane. Mm-hmm. The man has no idea what vehicle he's in. I'm surprised he knew how to get in. <laughs> and you're like, here, just keep it going and turn around. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> Yeah, that yeah. was weird. It, it, it definitely, it, it should have been the other way around. Because I mean, Arthur probably is pretty yes. good with you know core muscle strength and swinging things. Where yes. Charming knows how to drive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I already talked about those two points. So on to you, sir. I, I will say that uh, Liz in the chat room was kind of like a. How could have uh, poisoning the squire been for the good of Arthur's people? Well, like Arthur said, uh, mm-hmm. you know, they would have gotten that information out of him eventually, uh, be it through a magical enticement or something. And he needed to protect the fact that he was on to them. It, if he was of the mindset that the Charmings and everybody in Storybrooke were the bad guys and that he was trying to save Camelot, right. uh, you know, from all, all of our heroes, all of our story's heroes. But okay, so they're making Mean Girls references with Arthur. <laughs> Arthur Delane's like, you can't sit with us on Wednesdays. We wear gold armor instead of we wear pink. I love it. Nice. Okay, okay. So, so Lancelot is still alive? Question, Question mark. mark? Uh, yeah. Uh, so the last we knew about Lancelot, Cora had him killed a long time ago. Remember when uh, Emma and Mary Margaret uh, went came over into Mist Haven and they ran into Cora and Hook. And, you know, all that stuff happened. Many, many moons ago. Season two, I think. Or no, yeah. season three. Three. Season three? Two. Two? Season two. Two and a half. I don't know. Yeah. We'll, we'll go with season two. But uh, anyway, uh, you know, Cora disguised herself as Lancelot. And uh, then uh, once she was revealed, she was like, I killed him a long time ago. Because uh, Snow and Lancelot and Charming. They were buddies. They were, they were buddy-buddy uh, for a while there. But, you know, uh, I, I'm wondering if this was actually the real Lancelot. Because one, Cora's prone to... Uh, Prone to she lie. tends to lie. So, I mean, that throws it into the question right there, whether Lancelot ever died well, we at all. we always questioned that. Yeah. Because we're like, she said he killed mm-hmm. him, but n- no body, no death. Yeah, but I, for one thing, though, is we've never got a really good explanation why the people of Camelot, including this Lancelot, never aged during the curse years. Were they in that protective curse bubble? Like, I don't know if Camelot's that close to Mist Haven or not. They still haven't really established that. Yes, because if they were close, then shouldn't they know, like, mm-hmm. who each other are? Yeah. Shouldn't, aren't Snow and it, Prince Charming and a know, big deal? We know that Arendelle, uh, the timelines matched up because uh, it was frozen. Like, they were frozen for all those years. Like, literally uh, frozen. Literally frozen. But I, I, I don't think this was uh, this was Lancelot, though, just because, if you notice... The, the smoky Yeah, yeah, thing. there's just, like, this little, like, shadowy figure moving through the scene right before Lancelot pops out. So I'm thinking it might be a shapeshifter or, uh, you know... who's the shapeshifter? I, I don't know. The only person I can think who does shapeshifting at all in that castle right now is Selena. But I, well, she's kind of a... She's locked down to the best mute. of her knowledge. Yeah, and unmagical at the moment. She, well, she does glamour. Again, she doesn't do shape-shifting. She does a Like, she has to have yeah. the necklace, which means Lancelot would have to be wearing the necklace. But, I mean, he has armor on. He so, I mean, armor. technically, it, it could hide it, but... And, 
random sticker on my um <laughs> or technically emma probably could because the dark one can very but she's, true i mean she's in that room i'm just saying like in, in as far as we know she's on the she's uh, not that good yet the side of the angels at that point at that point right. so i she plus would she know i know i guess she would know lance a lot because uh she was in that whole, she was in the whole thing with cora and all and that the bubble fake lance a lot but it remains to be seen i was i was I, I did enjoy the fact that we got a little bit of uh, official backstory for Lancelot that, yes, the story you know about Lancelot and Guinevere and King Arthur mm-hmm. went down in this, this version, version of Camelot yeah. pretty much how it did in the classic story, which also mm-hmm. uh, the, the name of uh, Lancelot's chair, Siege Perilous, uh, uh, is actually from the Arthurian legend. Good it, to know. It also makes me wonder if maybe we might see Charming going after the Holy Grail sometime this season, too. That'd be kind of fun, right? Because that's kind of – that that's – the person who sits there is the one who's supposed to be able to recover the Holy Grail. So uh, we'll see if that happens or not. You need coconuts for that to work. I don't have any coconuts. <laughs> oh, Angel T does bring up a good point. Would Zelina even know who Lancelot is? Uh, maybe She might have heard them talking about him at this point. Yeah, may- maybe, maybe not. But then again, as we know with Once Upon a Time, these characters tend to have a history with each other that we don't Nobody know about. Idea. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, anything's possible. Um, okay. So, thing that's slightly irritated. Well, Anne-Ray ramp time. Why won't they let Emma help at all in Camelot? Yes, mm-hmm. she's the dark one, but at this point, she doesn't understand how all the dark one stuff I is. I enjoyed the Bewitched reference, though. Wiggler knows. Yes, yes. Yeah. Love, love. Um, because she's the only one who's gonna get that. None of the rest of them get the Bewitched yeah. reference. Um, like, I'm not saying that she needs to use her dark one powers, but it's not like they're not even really letting her have an opinion or thoughts or even look through all of Merlin's books. Mm-hmm. She is still technically the savior to the best of their knowledge. Yeah. That's, that's all they've got. She mm-hmm. is the savior stuff. Well, they know she still has the dark one powers. She though. has the dark one powers, but she can have an opinion. Mm-hmm. Like she can have a thought. She can. They're not letting her contribute to her own saving. Yeah. And it's been a thing all along pretty much that she needs to save herself. Yeah. So she still needs to save herself. Well, I think. I think they're just like uh it's scared ki- <laughs> well it's kind of like you know running a, a methadone clinic with a, a heroin addict right there like you don't want to you, you want them to they're coming out of their their addiction and everything but at the same time you don't want them near the meds you know you, you don't want them accessing the meds because i mean it's really easy to relapse right well i'm not saying that she needs to even be using any of her magic in any mm-hmm. way, shape, or form. Just give her the common courtesy of speaking. Yeah. Like, granted, she does go, I can wiggle my nose and get him out of the tree. No, you probably can't. Mm-hmm. There's there's protections. There's things. To be fair, too, at this point, like, you know, Emma's em- Emma's a woman of action where yeah. uh, Regina, Belle, they're the people who kind of are problem solvers. And it always have been. And also know a lot about magic. Belle from, you know, working in Gold Shop and studying all of his materials. And plus, she's good with books. She is good with and books. And then Regina. Gina just has a lot of practical experience with practical yeah. magic that <laughs> Sandra so Bullock. She was in Sandra Bullock movie. Yeah. 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 Lots of strange witchy movies tonight. <laughs> um, okay, fine. But yeah, so I mean, I, I see your point, but at the same time, I see why it, Emma's a little bit sidelined. But I, I mean, I can see that, but it's like that almost would push her in my eyes. Like mm-hmm. when people don't let you do what you know you can do, that makes you sort of push back, mm-hmm. which is what's going to sh- throw her into dark swan the dark mode. swanness. Yeah. So it, I think that could contribute. Bobby does mention that uh, Regina was kind of a bee this episode. I didn't hear yeah. her buzz one time. Weird. Zzz. Zzz. Okay, well, uh-huh. we're going to take a quick break here and then get back to the episode in a minute. But uh, first of all, I, I, I thought, Ooh, yes, I thought this would be fun. Um, this weekend, uh, we went to Walt Disney World, as we're prone to do every weekend. Surprise, surprise. And, uh, well, I, you know what? I, it's just very relevant to this Extremely this relevant. Line, and uh, but I was, we just happened upon it. I was issued a challenge by people in Mist Haven-esque garb. So uh, we have a video of it. So uh, we'll play it and then we'll be right back uh, for some more stuff. Yeah, I do. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna select this man right here. Here he comes. Woo! Here he comes. Give him a round of applause. Woo! Is the land of the magic. Magic. He found it. Huzzah! 
Yes, I failed at pulling the sword from the stone, so Emma couldn't have used my help at all this week. No, however, there was a small girl from Alabama Mm -hmm. who can totally do it, so... Who could totally do it. She, like, right away. By the way, I was totally kind of faking when I was trying to pull it. Yeah, I wasn't really trying, because I wanted the little girl to get it. How did you know that the little girl would do it? Because I didn't. Okay. Okay. Okay, So, so, yeah, that was just fun. So, here, uh, we wanted to tell you guys a little bit about our Patreon real quick. Amory, why don't you go ahead and give the spiel? Hi, we have a Patreon at patreon.com slash universe box where you can help all of our podcasts get so much better and so much <laughs> more fun. Um, it's a monthly donation system where you can sign up to donate 10 cents, $10, $5, $1, whatever you are able and willing to give to us mm-hmm. to help make our show better. So far, we've done things like upgrade camera equipment um what else did we do we upgraded our hosting thing we got some new lighting we've been doing all sorts of stuff with our patreon money we've also been holding monthly hangouts you may have noticed um Mm -hmm. for our shows creating some storybrook and legends of gotham and well we have some new shows that are going to be coming up Yes. We will be starting um, We're So Lost. Yes. Whenever the TV shows are on hiatus, we're -hmm. going to be doing um, a – what are we calling it? Um, The movie one. I'm having a moment. I'm sorry. We we don't have a a name for it yet, but we'll be uh, reviewing uh, TV shows, movies, uh, like we do on Greetings. Yes, similar to that. And we're also going to be starting a Disney podcast. Short form, 15-minute, quick little nuggets of information and entertainment. Mm -hmm. So – but to help some of these get better and better, we appreciate um, some donations to help us keep getting better yeah, and, and it better. Yeah, it looks like we actually uh, – because we had unlocked uh, patron uh, movie commentaries, but it looks like we dipped a little below. <gasps> oh, no. Yeah, we're down to $197.31 no. patrons. Uh, it's okay. Whoever had to had to, had drop to dip out. down, that's fine. We, un- we definitely still love understand you. that. But, uh, you know, uh, we, we'd love to get back up there again. Uh, so if you want to donate at patreon.com slash universebox, we'd really appreciate it. And uh, all, all of our valid patrons for uh, the month of October – are going to be getting a sticker. Um, yes, once um, I order those. Yeah, yeah once we I get them get ordered and sent out, but sometime before the end of the month. Uh, so uh, we want to thank Tomorrow's our 31, uh, our 31 <laughs> patrons yes. over at uh, patreon.com slash universebox, and hopefully uh, we can get back up to 200 Woo-hoo, soon. That'd be great. Definitely. Thanks. Definitely. Ah! Okay. Okay. Next. So uh, next. Okay. Here we go. Uh, okay. So I loved, I, I, as you all know, I'm a big fan of Captain Swan. I'm a big Captain Swan shipper. I'm one of the OG Captain Swan you shippers. You really are. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, Team Bill Meeks from back in the day. Uh, but I really enjoyed Hook in this episode. Uh, hook. 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 Sorry, I'm just gonna keep quoting movies tonight. But you know, I, I he was uh, he 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 was kind of downtrodden in this episode, which w- was bad to see. But I really loved his characterization. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could tell, uh, you know, during the whole scene in the boat with Emma and everything, that he was looking for any reason at all to trust her. Yeah, he he was just he, he was just like, give me an excuse, Emma. Uh, give yeah, me an give me something positive to love you to you know trust you, love you love and yeah, and no. show me that you're the woman I love somewhere in there and you know I'm I'm here for you, but she she didn't have it in her. No, uh, you know it, it does seem that her strategy there it seemed like a really long way to go just to have Hook uh, point out the sword to her. I, I and you know f- through most of it it didn't even occur to me that she'd be looking nope. for the sword. It, it, I just thought that she he was the hero that she was looking for. Oh, that, really? Yeah. Like uh, the entire... I thought she was going to go for Arthur. Really? Yeah. I mean, he pulled it out once. Well, it was just like... Because uh, I, 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 I knew that uh, she needed some sort of hero. And Hook has kind of redeemed himself and become a hero at this point. So I thought he, she was looking for someone heroic and Hook was easily manipulated. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I, I really loved uh, just a, a little uh, minuscule thing in this episode that it kind of shows how 
Killian uh, Hook has grown has grown as a character oh, yeah. over the couple, past couple seasons, mm-hmm. and that's that he now he thinks of himself as the villain in Rumpelstiltskin's story. I yeah. uh, you know because he's the one who took Mila away, away from, from Rumpel, him. who he calls a good man. Yeah. I, I and uh, you know I think it shows a lot of growth in Hook's character, and ex- he's finally accepted his part in you know this entire plot of Once Upon a Time. Right. I also really love that he called him a good man, Rumpel a good man, because that's one of the things I've always loved about Rumpelstiltskin. You know, he's he's a coward because he, he's trying to protect his family, Hook, uh, not Hook, no. uh, Mila and Bay. until Hook takes Mila away. I mean, obviously, M- Mila was kind of complicit in that, too. She, she, she was just running. But, uh, you know... Once that happens, then he uses uh, his love for her and uh, Bay as an excuse for all of his evil acts. Yeah, uh, you know, you know. So I, I think uh, it makes Rumple a nuanced character, and it's one of the reasons I love him so much. I also, you know, uh, Emma wearing the date from their or the dress from their date, their big date where Hook had two hands. Real low blow, Dark Swan. Real low blow, especially because I don't recall liking that because the outfit didn't seem very her. Mm-hmm. Um, it already seemed like, see, but I'm not a, I'm not a Captain Swan fan. I never have been. <sighs> Pale fire. Um, but yeah, it seemed really, really mean. Like she was, she was being manipulative, and he calls her out on it. He's like, "No, my Swan wouldn't play all these games. You're playing mm-hmm. games. Stop yeah. it. Cause- Quit playing games with my heart." Mm-hmm. My heart. My heart. Uh, <laughs> Dark Swan. <laughs> uh, um, see, what was I even saying? The dress, the games. Mm-hmm. Oh, he gives her a chance, you know, when he's like, you know, what's behind that door in your house that you don't want me to see? And she's basically like, oh, I'll just, I, you know, I'm going to hide that from your pretty little eyes anyway. I'm like, he gave you, a ch- he's giving you chance after chance. And you're like, nope, not happening. Yeah. So like, I don't like it. It was a little sad. It was a little sad. A little sad. But I, I really loved uh, the, the, the Captain Swan, even though it didn't turn out like all romantic or anything. I thought it was probably some of the most interesting stuff going on in the episode for sure. Yeah. Okay. Knights of the Round Table. So Arthur says that many of the knights of the round table are kings and princes in their own realms huh that doesn't make any sense to me i don't okay i don't know real arthurian Mm -hmm. or whatever legend type stuff it's not it's not even real arthurian legend just how how kind of uh the power structures were were back then like uh you know you had the king and then you had uh, and i could be getting this completely wrong please someone correct me if i am they will but you you had a a lords uh who were basically like they were uh kind of like if the king was like say the governor of the state then the lords were like the mayors of all the individual towns no no i get that thank you downton abbey Mm -hmm. uh (laughs) for helping me with that but no he straight up said that they were kings and princes though yeah well what i'm guessing is that you know camelot is kind of so you're thinking camelot's up here and the others are down here yeah i was gonna say let's branch that up a little bit uh, you know, if King Arthur is the president, then all these princes and right. a, other the kings. other knights are the governors of the various states. Or you could say they were senators or something like another analogy like that. But basically, like, you know, King Arthur's at the top of the pile. Hmm. And then the other knights and stuff, they, they, they're not subservient to him. That's why he has the round table, right? Uh, you know, they're they're more like they're equals towards the cause, but he is slightly above them because he's the one organizing them. But he's club the president. See, that, that's the part that confuses me. It's like, so I can get if they were like all working towards a common goal of some sort, mm-hmm. but what is the common goal? Because in my head, it's all like, you know, they're the Knights of the Round Table in Camelot. Like they're there to mm-hmm. protect Camelot. And I know you're saying that they're like the governors and I don't, I don't 100% buy that. Mm-hmm. Um... That there are an excessive amount of kingdoms in the Enchanted Forest uh, that are yeah. very large. I, I don't think it's necessarily they're, – they're all working towards a common goal, but they, that goal is not necessarily the protection of Camelot, but it's the the, uh, the the peace and safety of all of the subjects in all of the lands. You know, they, they're – they're kind of they're united not they're, they're united to as a group so they're not against each other and they can face any outside enemy from that group you know with great force okay that you know? one i can see that one i can see a little bit but then i mean what it, i don't know i feel like that's going to affect loyalties in certain situations mm-hmm. where 
you know, somebody's going to attack this kingdom, but this guy doesn't want to help, even though they're knights of the round table, because it doesn't go against... See, they have an agreement with that person. And, I think that's part of the point of the organization, or, uh, or kind of the alliance, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Magical UN, people are saying. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I still don't understand. Continue. Continue. Okay. <laughs> Theory. Theory? Theory. Okay, so I, as we all know, at the end of the episode, uh, Rumble Awakens. <gasps> and uh, You're the dark one now! Yeah, it's... I, Emma basically says, you know, you're not dark or light, uh, so you're able to be molded. I think Rumpel is going to become the new savior. I know this whole time we've thought it would be Regina, nah. uh, but we get uh, glimpses of uh, her evil side in this episode with yeah, Selena. Like, she kind of uh, says in that private sisterly moment there, you know, I, I, still, I, can, I, can, I still have some bite. I can still buzz as a bee, if need be, as wow. Bobby so succinctly put it. Uh, so I, I think that, uh, you know, I think it's going to be uh, Rumpelstiltskin is going to be the ultimate savior here. I think uh, Dark Swan, Emma, is going to try to mold him into the hero that can pull the sword out and all that. But he's going to break free because, you know, Rumpel, he's been around the block a few he's times. Feisty. He's he, old, though. Yeah, but I mean, he, he has some tricks up his sleeve. So I think he's going to bust out of that, take down the Dark Swan, and be the savior this town needs. I think he I think by the end of the season or the half season... I think he's going to end up being pretty similar to the hero version of Rumpel we saw in Heroes and Villains in the season finale last year. Hmm. But uh, and uh, Monica says, "Eek, Savior Rumpel." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what do you think about that? Um, I could kind of, I guess, see him being a savior. It just the entire thing had me feeling a little icky or weird. Mm-hmm. Um, like she stole everything from Belle. Like everything Belle has been like, and we didn't even know she like knew that was going on. Yeah, really. And how did she know that she needed something to from before he was the Dark One? And like things like that seemed a little like fuzzy to me. Um, but I mean, I guess we could see him being the hero. It's just awkward now. It's been four seasons of Dark One Rumple. I'm having adjustment. Well, I, I think we've seen him have redemptive moments, but moments. now. That- that he's he's free of the dark one now that he's cured of his dark oneness yeah like i i think i think seeing a full full on redemption arc for him like we we've seen for regina would be good and i also think that would that, be good but i don't feel it's going to be the dark one that gives it to him but i i, I don't think necessarily i uh, the dark one is going to be the way he gets it but i don't think it's going to be given to him by the dark one i think i think you know the dark one's going to enable him to redeem himself and to you know because i mean the thing is Rumpelstiltskin now has been around for what 100, 150 years or whatever. No, it's like three hundred years. Was it three hundred? Yes. I thought I thought it was less no, than that. It's, um, it's... But anyway, he's been around for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's used to having a lot of power, and now that he doesn't have the Dark One entity That's, dragging yeah. him down, I, I think uh, if if the Dark One gives him enables him to be this sort of hero. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's going to turn that around and be the best hero we've ever seen because he's used to wielding great power and being able to, uh, you, you know, sort of, uh, I, I, I wouldn't say necessarily manipulate people, even though that's what he's done so far, mm-hmm. uh, you know, be able to affect people and inspire people to do things. And uh, so I think now we're going to see that that incredible ability that Rumpelstiltskin has turned towards good, turned turn towards the light side. Right now he's a blank slate, yeah. like Dark Swan says. But I, 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 I kind of see that happening. Okay. Okay. Um, I guess I sort of turned, talked about my point in your point there. Um, so along with stealing the sword from Hook, she steals Belle's healing potion and Rumple. Mm-hmm. Um, how is he going to be the, how is he going to be the hero to pull from the sword of the stone? We sort of already talked about, um, is because his heart's 100% pure. Yes, pretty much. Um, I'd have preferred to see her try and kiss it out. Oh, yeah. I yeah. enjoyed that. That was definitely a lot have of fun. Have you tried kissing it out? <laughs> yeah, so. Bromance. Okay, yes. Bromance. Uh, Charming and Arthur's bromance that kind of develops in a couple of time periods throughout this episode. Uh, first of all, I, I thought that the the conversation between them mm-hmm. on their way to find the mushroom was a little weak in my uh, mind. Yeah. Because... You know, while it was them trying to get to know each other and everything, mm-hmm. at the same time, it it really wasn't telling the the audience a lot of information. It felt a little smarmy to me. Like, mm-hmm. I felt like this was another one of those things where I felt Arthur knew about Charming. And so, like, I mean, they've known the Charmings are lying from the beginning, I think. Um, and so everything that he's saying about him and Guinevere... 
it gives Charming the chance to go, oh, me too. Oh, my wife too. Da, 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 da. We do this. We do this. We do this. Yeah. I'm like, it felt very fakey. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. So. Like Arthur was just trying to find places to. He, he was trying to um, make him trust him. He was trying yeah. to make Charming trust him and do all that because he knew he was going to steal the mushroom. He already mm-hmm. knew he was going to steal the mushroom. Yeah, and I mean, that's probably why he volunteered for that's the quest the only in reason the he first volunteered. place because he didn't want them to get their hands on that mushroom. Right. Almost makes me wonder if maybe Arthur didn't have didn't have some hand in turning Merlin into a tree to begin with, Thank you know? Very much. Yes. Something which, like that. I don't. could I've... be one of the reasons why he's the villain, yes. like Lancelot. Well, we don't know what he keeps talking about all of Merlin's prophecies, all of Merlin's prophecies. Where are the prophecies how do we get them <laughs> how are they delivered i need i still need to know that sorry i've mm-hmm. completely trumped your point oh no it's fine it's okay. fine um, but but I, you know i i did enjoy even though I, that scene was kind of lacking to me i did enjoy the line uh somebody who isn't competitive doesn't need a two-ton table to keep them humble yeah i i, I thought that was fun i i thought that i thought that was a fun line and also it, it pointed out a little bit about arthur too that yeah he's a he try, he tries to present himself as the goodly king, but at the same time, he's kind of a not so much. Yeah, not no. so much. I uh, but I, I I also um I, I like you. I I thought it was interesting that Charming wants to be remembered for more than just the Snow White thing, mm-hmm. and I also thought it was interesting that uh you know Arthur kind of uses this against him to uh, get him to sit in that chair towards the end. I I think you know Arthur gives Charming that seat at the round table. Not uh, because he thinks he necessarily deserves it, but because he wants to keep him close because he doesn't trust these people. Right. Like, I, I think that's very obvious even before he finds out that, uh, that um, whatchamacallit, that Emma is the dark one. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think he, he just doesn't trust these people. He doesn't want them necessarily to fulfill Merlin's prophecy. So he wants to keep who he considers to be one of their leaders, Charming. Close. Right. So, which is why he gives him the seat in Siege Perilous and everything. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, I think, thought that was interesting. And uh, again, uh, with Arthur driving, uh, he, he probably should have been the, the one handling the two by four against the Squire. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay. Like, uh, well, we kind of mentioned this, but how has nobody come, how has Merlin being a tree not come up since they've been in Storybrooke? <laughs> like, that was, I think mm-hmm. that was established before they went, no, I guess it wasn't. No, because was he was in the courtyard, right? They were in the courtyard. But the thing is, Arthur still knows it. Mm-hmm. Uh, how is the, I don't think the whole quest of why they were in Camelot has come up yet. Well, I, I think uh, definitely that Arthur is keeping a lot of information close close to the vest they're all I mean, keeping a lot he's killing his beloved squire to keep that information close yeah, to beloved the beloved he treated him like crap and camelot yeah and then it was pointed out to him so there was that um oh yeah shouldn't they have sat down and talked about all the prophecies that had been made since their memories were wiped starting when they walked into camelot like they know there are six weeks missing he went to find them where they were because it was a prophecy mm-hmm. why was there that prophet i have issues <laughs> uh, this is like me going timelines people timelines <laughs> um i just want to know like why that hasn't come up how yeah. that hasn't come up well, I think I think at this point they're they're kind of under attack in Storybrooke. Like they're they're not so concerned with. Phil- I, I mean, they are to a degree because they're looking through the books. They're trying to they're trying to piece together what happened. But mm-hmm. the more pressing concern is their daughter is the dark one, and she's after them now. Yeah. So so like I, I think that's taking a lot of precedence, especially considering she's not just like floating around, hanging out in her big mansion and all this stuff. She's going after the dwarves, taking their axes. She's confronting Hook. And, uh, you know, there's some other things going on with some of the other characters, like uh, uh, Zelina's baby, uh, baby, uh, Regina's boyfriend, dealing with that stuff. Uh, Rumple's up now, so I'm sure that's going to be a big deal next episode. There's a lot of stuff going on in the current time, so there's not a lot of time to be like, okay, let's connect the dots about what happened back here. But if you can't connect the dots from the past, you're not going to know what's happening in the present or why it's happening very true but it's also I, shouldn't I mean, zelina be showing th- think back to like say um you know it was it the first or second episode where that big wraith thing comes into the town you know they, they, there's co- a constant present threat a- and even in this episode where they might have a magic bean to send everyone back to camelot and you know they might be able to just put things right uh 
Uh, so I, went wrong. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> uh, but you know, there, there's a lot of uh, active present day threats. So mm-hmm. I, I can understand why they they've been a little hesitant to kind of try and fill in the blanks of the past. Okay. Plus the flashbacks are doing that for us, the audience. Yeah, I guess. Okay, uh, a couple little quibbles and bits to finish quibbles out. And uh, bits and bits and I was kind of surprised that Rumple's uh, place is is still an active pawn shop. Who is pawning things in Storybrooke? I don't. Well, I mean, I guess people need money. I Who's guess. pawning a bean? Mm-hmm. If who, I'm finding a bean, I'm getting the, out of there. And who was running it while Belle was off in Camelot? Uh, Blue? Another dwarf. <laughs> it's always Possibly. another dwarf. But yeah, I, I was just surprised it was still an active pawn shop. I figured it would be more like just his base of operations now, you know? Right. Uh, and I also really enjoyed the quest storyline. It felt, with uh, Arthur and Charming, it felt very season one uh, Wonderland, too. Actually, mm-hmm. more Wonderland more than Wonderland. anything. Well, they went after like, a mushroom. Like even the villains, the the, the reassembling uh, knight The Phantom uh, Knights. Yeah. Felt very Wonderland to me, and the mushroom. Like yeah. it, it almost made me wonder if maybe we're going to get some more callbacks. Which I, I yeah, I, I, I have go that ahead. too. Go ahead. So one of the relics is poison from Agrabar vipers. Agrabar. This can't be a common thing because didn't we need a portally type thing to get to and from there? You mean Agrabar? Whatever. What did I say? Agrabar. Uh, whatever. Agrabar. Agrabar. <laughs> it's because I wrote it in my notes that way, so I just copied mm-hmm. it down. It can't be that common to travel. So are we going to get some sort of a Wonderland tie-in or maybe Sydney because of the Vipers that killed? We could get a flashback with like Jafar. That would be cool. That would be glorious. Mm-hmm. I can feel squeals coming without even looking. <laughs> um, the use of the Viper poison can't be chosen as an accident. Like yeah. there's a reason that that wasn't stolen from the relics and that's how he u- chose to mm-hmm. kill and make disappear the yeah. squire. That's the part that got me. I'm like, okay, you killed him, mm-hmm. but then he poofed away in green smoke. Yeah, because I... What was that? You know, I, I forgot about the fact that Sidney Glass used that, too. Yes. Well, he used sure. the viper. Yeah. 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 So, so yeah, there's definitely something there. Like, uh, if nothing else, that that kind of like a Rumple's. I was hoping Rumple's vault would be uh, from a couple seasons back. Like that that uh, relic box. I, mm. I forget the precise name at the moment, but that that could be a really good story engine. We could see some good stories come out of that later on down the line. So. Right. Definitely something to keep an eye on, for yeah. sure. For sure. Okay, let's see here. Ooh, you didn't put anything. I didn't put any what? I always come up with these on the spot. What are you talking about? Okay, let's see here. Dun, 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 you do, dun, but normally dun, by dun, now is the on the spot. <laughs> okay, so out of... Out of uh, 14 bags of food from Granny's with a very personalized message that Granny shouldn't have passed on. She should have known better than to pass that one on, too. How many bags of food from Granny's would what you give it? this 14? episode? 14? 14. <sighs> 12 in an order of onion rings. Why? Because I really, really liked it. Like, for as many, like, craziness things that I have, um, I think that it was amazing. I think we got places things were happening it was lots of goodness lots mm-hmm. of badness but lots of goodness um i i really liked charming i really 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 did um i also i didn't put this but i liked the um when they were all clapping for charming at the end and snow took the baby out because he was upset i'm like uh-huh. thank you for a real mother moment yeah the, the amount f- of times i have walked out of something with a screaming crying kicking biting sneezing child Mm-hmm. I would be rich if I had a dollar every time. Yeah, yeah, the uh, the the whole baby crying because of the loud clapping and stuff. I thought that was a very realistic moment, which too. was nice because you don't get, you definitely don't get a lot of that because well, the baby's not realistic at this point. I don't understand. The kid doesn't <laughs> age. Everyone else slightly no. So yeah, I, I'm going to agree with let's see, uh, Monica and Liz in the chat room here. Oh, and you're I've, giving a straight thirteen. Yeah, I'm going to go with okay. a, with thirteen bags of food food from Granny's and a uh, a. a phone with a picture of Zelina's uterus as well. Uh, Jessica, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I, I, I thought it was really good. Like, I had a couple uh, quibbles and bits with it. Um, like I said, the charming Arthur conversation in the woods was a little weak to me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, y- you know, why did Granny pass along the message from Emma? Well, I mean, if the dark one is giving you a mm. message to pass on, though, uh-huh. Granny's pretty much all about protecting. But I really enjoyed it. I was glad to see Rumpelstiltskin back up and running two of them, actually. <laughs> uh, double I Rumpel. was hoping Rumpel would get to, would be able to see Rumpel. Yeah. I wanted that to happen. Yeah, actually, like, I, I, I'm hoping, I'm holding out hope that that happens eventually. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah. But but yeah, overall I really really liked it. What any more from the chat room? Oh yeah, we got a bunch. Okay, let's see. Um Amy P gives it 12, Monica 13, Liz 13, Sage 11.2, Hope 9, Angel 12. There you go. I hope Hope says a uh, nine bags uh, not the best episode this season. It was still good. It just felt like it dragged Owen uh, 14 romances for Lancelot's return. And Angel's 12 bags of food. It was a pretty good episode, but there have definitely been better episodes. Bobby gives it a 10. A 10. A 10. ten. And I believe we have a voicemail from Bobby, so we'll hear a bit We'll hear why. It. Yeah, why. Soon. Coming up. Right okay. after the... What? I don't know. You're supposed to do it with me. No, now I'm mad at you because I you didn't join in with me. Okay, we'll do it. We'll do it in three. Okay, okay, three, two, one. News. First up, the ratings. ABC's Once Upon a Time and Quantico pulled in the top ratings among broadcast scripted shows. Both scored a 1.6 among adults 18 to 49. Um, and I went back and looked at the adjusted ratings for last week because with sports going on, there's always some adjustments. Mm-hmm. However, ones didn't change last week. So there's that. Okay. And uh, next up, we'll go ahead and look at the promo for next week, which is called The Broken Kingdom. Let me uh, make sure it's not turned up too loud here. Okay. Let's see here. Let's go ahead and watch this. I haven't even seen this yet. So, uh, this should oh, really? Be yeah. So let's You're see. The savior. Uh, that was kind of like a half glittery rumble. Next Sunday. Yes, I've hunted his missing piece. Something known as the Dagger of the Dark One. It's the, the Dagger of the Dark One. We know all about that. We can't trust Arthur. That can defeat the darkness. Snow's checking in. Why does Snow have the, the Dark One dagger? To save the... Once upon a time. I mean, I didn't write the episode. Did, did she steal it from Regina? I don't know. Tell me. I, I know, don't know. This next episode is written by Anne Marie Desimony. I know this to be true. No, but it looks like an interesting episode. Like I, I, I really am curious as to why Snow has that that dagger. This is my magical powers towards you. <laughs> I've never been good at these. Okay, okay. and uh, also Adam uh, Horowitz, if you don't know him, he, he's <laughs> he one of the creators of, of the show. Mm-hmm. No, but he announced on Twitter this week that uh, the episode on 11.15 is going to be a double episode. And uh, I believe it's uh, going to be a who, – who is it? Mulan? Mulan, Red, Red and uh, Merida. 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 It's going to be their adventure. Be, yeah, it'll be a, a big big old team-up episode. We will um, – I think I have this somewhere down here. But uh, we will get Merida again before then. Mm-hmm. But that's that's happening. Yeah, but – And I, weren't we talking about how that's probably – do we think that's the mid-season? Because that seems really early. Yeah, it seems like it could be. Why don't you go ahead and read this next story and I'll, I'll investigate further. Okay. Um, I found a couple of articles talking about oh, – sorry. All the New York Comic Con news um, over the Hollywood Reporter – um, Emma is still the savior, Morrison explained. It's not that she's not Emma. She's the savior with darkness in her. Emma is a constant cauldron of conflict. She's um, constant conflict of dark and light and sometimes doing things for the right reasons, but doing it in a dark way, a.k.a. let her save Merlin. <laughs> um, another article from over on Mashable. Okay, no one's going to like this. I don't like this. Maybe a little grumpy. By the way, we do have a couple uh, more episodes after that. One, okay, so good. Well, that's encouraging. It'll be kind of oh, like it was last season. That's the um, – is that the week before um, – that holiday with turkey, Thanksgiving. That holiday with turkey. No, it, it's earlier than that, but it's. I think. I think that's around sweeps. So uh, that would explain it. Okay, uh, Mashable. It's half season format. Sorry, y'all. Um, it, as has been custom with Once Upon a Time, this season is essential, essentially split up into two parts: Five A's Dark Swan arc and Five B's yet reve- unrevealed master plot. We do know that the second half will kick off with the series landmark 100th episode and that in it, things could get a little hairy for our fearless heroes. So there's that. Dun, 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 dun. Um, last but not least, one character we should not, should not expect to see on once this year, legendary enchantress uh, Morgan Le Fay. Which a lot of my theories last week concerned. Right. Um, I've seen her. As Horace explained, there's only so much we can put in. <laughs> which is true. But then again, with the way they are sometimes yes. like it's very possible that uh, she might actually be a big reveal like later on in the season too you never know you never know okay so uh, now we'll go ahead and get on to our listener feedback here as always when you get done watching the episode go out on a date with the one you love <gasps> reject them oh 
then once they leave your boat, email us greetingsfromstorybrook at gmail.com. <laughs> once they poof off of your boat. Tweet us at GSStoryBrook. The Facebook is facebook.com slash greetingsfromstorybrook. And the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. And first up, as usual. As usual. Bobby. Bobby. Hey, guys, it's Bobby. Uh, hey, Bobby, it's No guys. surprise, Arthur's being shady. Uh, I don't want to necessarily say he's evil, per se, at this moment, but uh, let's face it, he did have one of his subjects drink the Agrabah Kool-Aid. Almost came off a bit Jonestown-ish or something. Drink this for the good of your people. Um, but I still I still feel like there's something more to that uh, as far as, like, maybe he's spent so long protecting Camelot that he feels like he's doing everything for the good of his people, you know? And then at this point, I always, I almost wonder if like he was the one that put Merlin in the tree. I think Anne-Marie said something about that. And then as far as Emma goes at this point, I, I kind of wonder if she sent them all to Storybrooke to save them from Arthur and whatnot. I could so, see that. I don't know. Uh, but I, I like not knowing because it, you know, keeps me surprised when things happen. Mm-hmm. I guess I'll give this um, seven of ten resurrected rose petals. Nice. Thank nice. you very much, Bobby. Oh, and uh, Hope in the chat room pointed out uh, that uh, we are getting an episode with uh, Kid Hook and his dad, mm-hmm. which I thought was pretty cool. Yes. And uh, she hopes that his dad is Davy Jones. That could be interesting. Like from the monkeys. I don't think I'm a Davey. daydream believer, believer, dark swan believer. Nice. Okay. Uh, speaking of music, though, uh, Don O.R. wrote <gasps> yes! called in real quick because uh, we were. I think we were speculating. We what were the, yeah, we were kind of music, music Henry would like. Mm-hmm. So let's see here. Hi, Bill and Anne Marie. This Howdy. is Don O.R. Um, I think Fallout Boy. Henry would listen to Fallout Boy. Mm-hmm. That's who he would listen to. I like that. I like it. it totally. Really makes sense to me. I don't know enough about Fallout Boy to refute it. So, uh, nice. do you want to read this one from sure. Amy? This is from Amy P. Hey guys, um, I had started listening to Once Podcast. Oh, and by the way, Amy mentions that uh, she made the she wrote this before she knew about the Morgana Lafayette. I'm sure. I Once Podcast this morning about the episode The Price when one of their feedback emails suggested that Morgana or Black, I don't know the names right, Fairy, um, was in the tree instead of Merlin. The first thought that came to mind is, what if Morgana? was the black dark evil fairy um Mm -hmm. i don't have any proof that she is or anything and someone might have already had this theory but i thought it would share my crazy theory with you besides (laughs) since king arthur and merlin are involved this season would be it would be a little surprise if we did not at least hear about her at some point since she is supposed to be merlin's enemy thanks amy p i agree but according to adam no which probably means yes Yes. because he's messing us around probably all next episode yeah yeah she'll, she'll she'll show up in the first two minutes the next episode guaranteed i I, crazy theory uh for me the black fairy is the blue fairy is johanna johanna did it liz take it away hi bill and Marie. it's elizabeth placencia hello i had a lot of fun at the hangout last thursday i'm very excited about our our potential double date on the 24th (laughs) it should be a lot of fun and hopefully people will want to come and join us um (laughs) so about this episode i'm just going to start off with my prediction i'm thinking that merlin is stuck in that tree because of arthur I believe Arthur somehow was able to use magic to put Merlin in that tree. Maybe Merlin had made a prophecy that Arthur was going to turn evil or do something evil, and Arthur felt threatened and somehow magicked Merlin into the tree. So that's my prediction. What do you guys think? Now, for what I thought of this episode, (laughs) first off, I really enjoyed Charming's role this week. Mm -hmm. I knew he was going to become a knight early on in the episode. I just totally saw that one coming. Um, and then shouldn't baby Neil be like one year old, a uh, one year old by now? Shouldn't he be walking or at least crawling by now? <laughs> that kid should be growing is all I'm saying. Um, okay. And then if I start to talk about Emma, I might get a little frustrated, but here it goes. <laughs> I don't like how Emma is using Hook. Ugh. I mean, Hook is right. The real Emma didn't play games, but she's the dark one now and the dark one loves to play games. I'm really glad Hook didn't fall for her shenanigans. He's too smart and knows how the dark one operates too well. So out of 75 toadstools, I give this episode 
74 toadstools. Bye, guys. Bye. 70, 74? 75? 75? 75 toadstools. Lots of toadstools. Uh, Hoop says uh, in the chat room, Johanna will rise back from the dead and it will all make sense once she explains everything. Yep. Definitely. Yep. It'll all make sense. Definitely. You want to read this uh, from Charity over on Facebook? Sure. Okay. Uh, disappointed in the direction Once Upon a Time is going. I can only guess my expectations of the show are too high, but every year I hope for the best regardless of the season before. I do believe that David was spot on and I was happy with his part. I was willing to give the knight's apparent villain the benefit of the doubt up until the jail scene. I can only hope for a shapeshifter to restore my hope because that is the only plot device I can think of to fix all to my satisfaction. I can say that I adore the costumes, which is the norm for the show. Now it's from Charity. Thank you very much, Charity. Okay. Uh, Next up, we have a voicemail from Michael. Take it away, Michael. Michael. Hey, Bill and Anne-Marie. It's Michael. I'll try to keep this short because I know you all are going to get a lot of uh, messages for this one. I will say that we actually uh, – we evened out from last week where we had like 40 minutes worth of messages. Yes. This week we had about 10 or 11, which is, which is pretty much perfect. So, uh, you know, I mean obviously anyone can submit any time. Other people can submit for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, but yeah, it turned out really good this week. It was nice. So. Thank you. Um, I really liked uh, the ending. Also, Michael's coming to us live from Miss Haven. <laughs> the best part of this episode, ah. definitely. Uh, King Arthur being evil. Nobody saw that coming. And, well, maybe some of us did, but I think a lot of people are going to be disappointed. But I would say uh, the best thing you can do is just don't concentrate on what you wish the story was, but concentrate on what the story is actually doing and then judge it after that. Um, so I'm remaining open-minded. I think this is a really interesting twist. And I especially can't wait to see how Emma's going to make uh, Rumpelstiltskin the hero of all this. Uh, that last scene was one of the uh, best parts of this new season for me personally. So uh can't wait to uh, see what um, happens. I think I thought it was kind of a slow episode, but uh, still that ending really saved it for me. Uh, I would give this um, three out of four... Um, magically appearing tablecloths. All right. Take care, y'all. Bye. <laughs> nice. nice. Uh, a hope in the chat room says, I still think Arthur is an antagonist and not a villain. That means not necessarily like a villain, but like the person who happens to be working against the protagonist of the story. I could see that. I could definitely like that. That's what I'm saying. As far as like perspective, yeah, you, you know, I guess it's about it, it to Arthur, the Charmings and Emma and all of our main heroes, all of our main characters are the villain or the protect or the antagonist to him. Right. You know, so obviously he's coming off as the antagonist to them because they, they're butting heads, they're butting you know, heads a little. the For, only thing that confuses me um, or sort of makes me believe with that is the fact that uh, Guinevere seemed confused that he had stolen the mushroom. He's like, you lied to him. Mm hmm. So that was maybe yeah, he's not so. I, I was but last week. I was thinking that Guinevere was the big was, bad, yeah, the, <laughs> behind everything. Mm-hmm. But it, but I, that that definitely gave me pause. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, next up is Anthony. Uh, hoops, hoops, take it away. Hi, Bill and Emery. This Howdy. is Anthony speaking. Uh, hoops nine hundred. So I just got finished with the episode, and mind you, right now it's five seventeen in the morning. So I'm gonna try and keep this <laughs> short. And what you doing up that early, so, man? My thoughts on this episode were all over the place as usual. I'm always excited to tell you how I felt about the episode. So, um, you guys, I like just very excited right now because <laughs> it's in the middle of the night, early morning, and I don't know what to say. I mean, I, I'm speechless except for the parts where Arthur is evil. This is such a plot twist. Like, I don't know what to say from here, but, um, some points that I had, uh, had, had, uh, came up on with, um, Arthur doing anything and everything for his, uh, for his kingdom and him, you know, basically being a rider die type of person. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's like he's willing to do anything for his kingdom. I like the fact that there, you know, the uh, backstory is well explained and how Lancelot was basically siege perilous. So and that seems to be a very big role in you know how how this season is basically you know go, you know is uh, going to go with a uh, as, as far as origin stories. So I really like the way that that this was uh, you know like used as a backstory and and how you know, talking about um, Arthur's knights. 
So also I like the fact that um, I want to touch bases on uh, gold. I like the fact that Emma is going to be using him as basically a hero who basically has the heart of um, the, 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 uh, the appearance heart basically and you know starting starting with like we've seen a red heart we've seen a black heart we now, now he's gonna have heart. a transparent heart green slate and you know, heart of glass oh really once We're... i love and it was a blast come to find out how to heart of glass. glass you know getting with um getting to be a part of her her evil plot in order to you know pick up the sword and for j- just for her bidding like overall, this episode was great. I, I I loved everything about it. If I had to rate it, I would rate it probably twenty five. Rumpel Stilskin, very bright white, pure hearts out of twenty five. Basically, like this, this episode was very huge and big for me. Um, like like I had mentioned, my points are almost everywhere, so I'm just going to leave you with you know with my <laughs> thoughts here and uh, what I basically said in the voice bell. So uh, looking forward to hearing your thoughts, and I can't wait for the episode. Right. Thank you, Hoops. Thank you. I, and yeah, that that was an amazing message. I really I enjoyed it. that. I love like, it. Feel I, free to go to sleep and then wake up and then call us. <laughs> we we guarantee this is the greetings from Storybrooke guarantee. We will play your voicemail as long as it comes between five and six a.m. <laughs> Every time. Doesn't matter if it's 20 minutes long. No, we're playing that. Okay. Uh, okay, uh, here we have a letter from Ashley. Ashley says, uh, hey, Ann and Bill. Uh, wow, tonight could be subtitled Bro Questing or Fishy Fishy Things Everywhere. I loved how David got to be a knight and everything. Oh, my gosh, the armor was gorgeousness. Uh, I, think, I think that, that there is either some glamour going on or something, too. Uh, also, hmm, thieves, thieves all over this town, I tell you. Uh, yes, I enjoyed uh, how how they're like uh, my wife is awesome ha- having a my wife is awesome contest. Oh man, it's getting all cloak and dagger up in here, rimshot and uh, <laughs> toadstools. <laughs> I, I love the tor- I love the tor- that the torch was supposed to be from the burning bush, and that all all in all of that, especially with the Holy Grail legend, nice tie in there. Mm-hmm. A lot of biblical stuff, definitely. Which I, I mean, in you know uh, Anglo-Saxon, they pretty common. Uh, hashtag shady people everywhere. Hmm, I bet Morgana or maybe even the Black Fairy is behind some of this too. Maybe not Morgana, unless yeah. Adam's lying, which probably is. It probably is. And oh my gosh, Emma's going to train <laughs> Rumple. the fact that you're reading Ashes because normally I do. <laughs> Emma's going to train Rumple to be the light one. Uh, XD, oh, you just a- like a. Uh, <laughs> very circular considering how he helped her dad. And, uh,. Hook, uh, you just keep digging yourself deeper and deeper and deeper into holes. Face palm. Not going to end well. And I think uh, Zelina in small doses is the best thing to do. Uh, yeah, yeah, just a little stain here or there. Little... Keep her mute for the most part, mm-hmm. though. I'm going to give this one eight and a half enchanted rose petals out of ten. Uh, cheers and hugs, Ash. Thank you very oh, much, Ash. I love it, Ash. Okay, and uh, yeah, and you, 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 and you do. Know, I was about things, to yeah. start reading it when you started. I was like, I'm going to let this go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hi, Todd Whitehead in the chat room. Oh, he came and left. Okay. He'll be back. Excellent. Okay, uh, next up is Tim. Take it away, Tim. And marie Bill, this is Tim calling Hello, back Tim. about Siege Perilous. Okay, so many thoughts. So, firstly, I uh, I liked the uh, Emma and Hook storyline this episode. However, uh, there is a uh, shawl formerly belonging to Balefire in Rumpelstiltskin's shop somewhere because yes. he took it to New York. Unless that got destroyed somehow, I don't know how that would happen, but maybe it did. Uh, but why didn't they just use that to wake up Rumpelstiltskin? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Secondly, I really liked the idea of turning Rumpelstiltskin to be a hero so that he could get the sword in the stone. I think that that will be a rather interesting storyline. How exactly does somebody turn someone to a hero? I don't quite know. Maybe force them to perform heroic actions? I don't quite know. If I learned anything from Hercules, it's that uh, you get turned from zero to hero just like that. Zero to hero. Um, so why put David in the Siege Perilous chair? Maybe to put a target on his back? Um, just saying, you know, that's probably the most coveted seat at the round table. It's for the most virtuous knight. Uh, we've seen some of the knights, particularly old Sir Kay, not being the best 
uh, company at the round table. I don't know. We'll have to see. Um, oh, I hope says in the chat room that Jane Espenson said on Twitter that Bell was looking for that Shaw uh, right when a uh, Rumple or right when uh, the two guys came in. Hmm. Yeah, very and finally, uh, possibly one of my favorite scenes in the entire show: Robin Hood and Captain Hook uh, in a diner talking about the sonogram of the Wicked Witch of the West. Only on this show, <laughs> I jousting in a truck. Only on this show. I just have no words for the insanity that I feel about this show. But I love it so much. In fact, I haven't loved it this much since the Neverland story, and I love that to the extreme. So I'm loving these episodes. Uh, I'm giving this uh, eight and a half truck jousts out of ten. Yes, uh, there needs to be a name for truck jousting. This is Tim. Goodbye. Bye, Tim. Thank, Thank you. Also, a Todd Whitehead uh, popped in the chat room there, and uh, we're all set up over on Alpha Geek as far as like streaming live video and all that stuff too. So. Awesome. Thank you so much, Great. Todd. Definitely. Thank you, Todd. Okay, and I think we have have just one do, more do, voicemail, do, right, do, from Patty. Do, 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 do. So take it away, Patty. Hey guys, it's me. Um, I just finished watching the episode, which I thought was really interesting. I like the Super Mario reference. I'm not, and I think I would just like to say you guys really called it about King Arthur. At first, I thought you guys were insane because obviously the the newcoming individuals were strangers, and at first I'm like, well, they're probably just suspicious. They don't know who they are, and a natural tendency of not completely giving them 100 percent trust is natural but at this point at the end of the episode i can say that arthur's very paranoid and they're being paranoid i mean at this point you could tell like david's a good guy he should trust him but he doesn't so that just leaves him as being a potential new villain so we'll see what happens uh i'll see what you guys say bye thank you very much patty thank you. yeah and i guess that mushroom was a pretty mario-esque it was pretty mario-esque i guess wonder if they'd eaten it if they'd grown like big. well we don't know how it works yet very true. Maybe we like haven't their seen the music at all. Or their, I don't know, vocal mm-hmm. cords grow or something. Yeah, and a Todd Whitehead in the chat room says, "Welcome to the network." Thank you, Todd. Thank we feel you. we're we very feel happy welcome. to be there. Definitely. Okay, sure. so like I said, next week uh, when you get done with your dinner from Granny's, you're going to have a little <gasps> food poisoning, and then That's your boyfriend's going to reject you. Granny is not going to give you food poisoning. It's okay. While you're laying there in your bed, oh. healing up from the food poisoning and and the rejected love. And all that oh stuff. Email us, greetingsfromstorybrook at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Tweet us at GSStoryBrook. The Facebook is facebook.com slash greetingsfromstorybrook. And the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. And if you send them between 5 and 6 in the morning, we're totally We will definitely them. play them, especially if they're 20 minutes long. We're getting one this week. You know we're Probably. Gonna, we're going to get Probably. one. Hope already promised. No, actually, I know like, I know for a fact that on the, on the Google Voice line that we use for voice voicemail uh-huh. the time limit's three or four minutes so it uh, should be good nice. hopefully yeah we have people who do mp4 stuff <laughs> <laughs> okay so Anne marie where can people find you online you can find me on the twitter at amd simone as for me you can follow me on twitter at bill meeks you can follow all of the podcasts we do the at podcasts, universe blogs Bo- all sorts of things universebox.com which by the way uh universe box uh we do have a back to the future episode coming up next and a, week and a, um that other thing Leftovers. Leftovers. Man, my brain is not functioning. Also, keep an eye on that feed for a very special announcement that I need to put out that I forgot to put out last week. We'll do it soon. Okay, so I guess that about does it for this week. Anne-Marie, any other business to take care of? Monica, it's not just orange juice. Also, uh, if, if you want to help support the show, you can go to greetingsfromstorybrook.com slash support, get t-shirts, uh, a watch. T-shirts, flasks drinking cups mugs there's a hat or something it'd be mm. fun lots of fun stuff yeah so go ahead and check out that page if you if you want to and uh if you're at disney world anytime let us know we'll meet yes, up please with you. we'd love to meet up at disney sure. world but i guess that about does it for this week so until next time greetings, greetings from, from story yeah. wait nope stand For the 142nd time, we did it. 142 episodes. We're almost to episode 150 already.